Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. This morning, Freedom Friday. Melbourne on track to come out of lockdown this week, according to government leaks. Vaccine rollout ramping up. Another mass hub for New South Wales. When will the clinic open? The defamation battle of the century enters its second day. Australia's most decorated veteran, Ben Robert Smith, hits back. Claims of a poisonous campaign against him. And origin fever takes hold in far north Queensland. The Blues and Maroons touch down in Townsville. This is 7 News with Jody Spears. Good morning. Melbourne is on track for a lockdown reprieve on Friday unless there's a dramatic rise in mystery COVID cases. The Herald Sun reports senior Victorian government sources are confident the shutdown won't be extended. Instead, restrictions like masks indoors, caps on home gatherings and density limits are likely. All 11 of yesterday's cases, including two already reported, are linked to known outbreaks. In similar circumstances were faced here in New South Wales. Uh, the restrictions were contained to a very um, specific part of Sydney and so I would be urging that we move towards lifting those restrictions as soon as possible. Health officials are still trying to work out how the Delta strain from India escaped after a search of genetic sequencing records failed to find any clues. New South Wales is preparing to build a second mass vaccination hub to help accelerate the COVID vaccine rollout. A former Bunnings warehouse in Lake Macquarie will be transformed over the next six weeks to open mid-next month. It will be based on the model at Sydney Olympic Park and administer up to 20,000 jabs each week. Australia's economic outlook has been upgraded by a leading global rating ratings agency as the Prime Minister prepares to head to the G7 summit. Let's go live now to political reporter Rob Scott. Good morning, Rob. The government's being praised for the way it handled the pandemic. 
It is, Jody, with S&P revising the country's AAA debt rating from negative to stable. The Australian economy just one of three this year to be given a positive upgrade. The agency says the Morrison government's decisive handling of the pandemic has led to a faster and stronger economic rebound than it was expecting. Now, despite all the pain it causes, S&P doesn't believe short lockdowns like the one in Victoria right now will have much of an impact on the broader economic outlook. The Prime Minister sees the upgrade as a ringing in endorsement of his government's monetary policies. It'll also be a major confidence booster as he prepares to sit down with the leaders of the world's richest nations at the G7 summit in the UK this weekend. Jodie? Absolutely. Okay, thanks, Rob. The Australian-born daughter of a Tamil family in detention on Christmas Island has been medevaced to a Perth hospital with a suspected blood infection. Three-year-old Thanika Murugappan had been ill for about 10 days, but her condition has worsened. The concern was that it was not able to be treated at Christmas Island or alternatively that further tests need to be run that can't be done at the island. The family was taken from their home in Biloela, Queensland in 2018 and has been in detention ever since. The Queensland Premier has defended receiving Pfizer's COVID vaccine instead of AstraZeneca. The Pfizer dose is recommended for people under the age of 50. Anastasia Palaszczuk is 51. I had an accidental dog bite, so I had to go and have my tetanus. And they ask you if you have your tetanus, you need two weeks from when you have your tetanus to have a COVID. Then I had my flu vaccine. I have done everything I can physically be required to do. Ms Palaszczuk says she might need to travel to Tokyo as part of Queensland's Olympic bid, and you only have to wait three weeks between the Pfizer shots. A campaign of lies led by bitter people. That's how the lawyer for Ben Robert Smith has described the claims against him on the first day of his defamation trial. Australia's most decorated living veteran is suing nine newspapers over allegations of war crimes. During his opening statement to the federal court, Mr Robert Smith's barrister, Bruce McClintock, said it was a case about courage, devotion to duty and self-sacrifice versus dishonest journalism, corrosive jealousy, cowardice and lies. The trial continues. The ABC has spent $680,000 defending itself in the defamation case against former Attorney-General Christian Porter. It's also been revealed the broadcaster paid Mr Porter's solicitor an additional $100,000 in mediation costs. ABC Managing Director David Anderson told a Senate committee the total could have been higher. If it was to be a three-week trial, say, um, we think that could have been another one to 1.5 million. Mr Porter settled the defamation claim without receiving any damages last week. State of origin excitement has gone up a notch in Townsville with the arrival of both teams. The Blues slipped into town virtually unnoticed. The Maroons could barely muster any fans for their arrival as the city continues preparations for the big night. The signs were there, but the welcoming party was subdued. COVID keeping crowds away from the airport for the arrival of the Maroons into Townsville. That was pretty awesome. A quick stroll, a selfie stop. Thank you, guys. And the boys were on the bus, ready to roll into town, a city where the Maroon spirit runs on tap. And all kinds of locals are dressing up. I just love getting behind the football, uh, helping Townsville. It's a it just makes us all happy again. Even Townsville Stadium is getting into the swing, decorating the field in Queensland colours. The sidelines too will be filled with passion and extra fans. 
thanks to temporary stands. At this time last week, we didn't know we were going to be here and here we are, almost 2,000 seats up. It's been a record turnaround for us. We've never done anything this quick before. With these new seats now all screwed in, the NRL has confirmation of the stadium's increased capacity, giving them the green light to put the final seats on sale and likely setting a new stadium record. The only way to score one, register online with the NRL. Once filled, around 28,000 people will be inside, outside thousands more, as Townsville hosts a party big enough to reopen the Sovereign Hotel that's been shut for three years. When Townsville was given this opportunity, we thought, let's... Let's open it up, let's show people what we've done, let's bring people in. For a night North Queensland won't forget. Joel Dry, 7 News. Temperatures are set to plummet across the country with a polar blast predicted to hit Australia's southeast from tomorrow. Severe weather, including flooding rains and widespread snow, is forecast even for parts of southern Queensland. We'll just see a very gradual warming up heading into late the week and into the weekend. The wild conditions have already hit South Australia. Trees have been torn down and power cut to thousands in Adelaide overnight. Federal police are cracking down on organised crime after officers carried out raids linked to similar operations across the country. Flashbangs lit up a Gladesville street in Sydney as heavily armed police stormed a property. Similar raids took place in Adelaide. The AFP is keeping the operation under wraps for now, but more details are expected later in the day. A man has been seriously injured in what's believed to be a targeted shooting in Western Sydney. The 27-year-old presented to hospital suffering a gunshot wound to his neck last night. Police discovered a vehicle with a number of bullet holes in the driveway of a home at Guildford. They've set up a second crime scene after finding a burnt-out vehicle nearby. There's real proof last year's COVID lockdowns delivered con artists a captive online audience, with Australians scammed out of more money than ever. New data shows we handed over a record $851 million to fraudsters. The biggest haul came from investment scams, followed by those seeking unlawful payments, as well as bogus romance rackets. New research shows one in three heart attack victims don't call an ambulance because they're not sure their symptoms are serious. Almost half decide to drive themselves to hospital, posing the real risk of sudden death and possibly killing other people. Heart attacks can happen suddenly, even to our fittest footy legends. All of a sudden I got this pain in my chest and down my arms and I was perspiring across my forehead. Pain in my chest, I just I couldn't, couldn't get rid of it and I just... You know, I just slumbered under a tree. Passers-by ignored Peter. Luckily, his wife found him and immediately called an ambulance. But most people don't act quickly or properly. Nearly 50% actually got in a car and drove themselves either to their GP or to the hospital. A Heart Foundation survey reveals just one in three patients called triple zero because they were unfamiliar with warning signs or thought they weren't at risk. And over a quarter waited an hour or more. The classic symptom of a heart attack is chest pain, often spreading to the arms, chest, jaw or back. Other less obvious warnings you must not ignore include dizziness or lightheadedness, indigestion or nausea, shortness of breath and a cold sweat. It's possible to have several of these symptoms or just one. And it's more common in women in 50% of cases to have the non-chest symptoms. All the more reason to be alert and call triple O. 
get an ambulance straight away. I mean, that, that, that's just made the difference for me being here today and not being here. Helen Wellings, 7 News. Tired of ads barging into your favourite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. After an intense six-hour operation, SeaWorld crews managed to free a juvenile humpback off the Gold Coast. The 10-metre whale became tangled in fishing equipment off Surfers Paradise yesterday morning before marine biologists managed to intercept it. It's one of three whales this week caught in ropes or netting on the migration route up Australia's east coast. Checking finance now, the Dow Jones is trading lower this morning. The Nasdaq is up just 22 points. In London, the FTSE added, Germany's DAX lost. Closer to home, Japan's Nikkei closed up 77 points. Hong Kong's Hang Seng fell. The All Lords also ended the session in the red, as did the ASX 200. On the commodities market, gold is trading at 1,901 US dollars an ounce. Oil is 69 US dollars a barrel. The Aussie dollar is buying 77.63 US cents, almost 85 Japanese yen and $1.07 New Zealand. Almost six years after the murder of Queensland schoolgirl Tiali Palmer, an inquest is being held into her death. The 12-year-old was murdered by her foster father, Rick Thorburn, in October 2015. Today, he'll be forced to reveal how he killed Tiali and disposed of her body. The hearing is expected to last for two days. At least 40 people have been killed in Pakistan after an express train slammed into another train that had derailed. Dozens of passengers have been injured and rescuers are still pulling victims from the wreckage. It's not clear why the first train left the tracks. The driver of the second said he braked but couldn't stop in time. A large sinkhole has been caught on camera as it opened up in the parking lot of a medical centre in Jerusalem. Several cars were swallowed, but fortunately nobody was inside the vehicles at the time. The sinkhole is believed to have formed because of construction work on a tunnel running underneath. Prince Harry reportedly asked the Queen for permission to name his daughter Lilibet. The Duke and Duchess of Sussex chose the Queen's nickname for their baby girl before she was born. It's understood the Prince called his grandmother to get the all clear. The eighth in line to the throne will be called Lily for short. Jeff Bezos looks set to win the Battle of the Billionaires in Space, announcing he'll fly on the world's first commercial human space flight next month. Let's go live now to US correspondent Tim Lester. Good morning, Tim. Jeff Bezos will be on board his very own rocket. Good morning, Jody. Yes, this will be a high-visibility win for the Amazon founder in the fight between the various billionaires who want to claim space as a new tourism and business space. Jeff Bezos has announced this morning that he will fly in his company, Blue Origin's rocket, the New Shepard, on uh, July 20th from the West Texas uh, desert. He'll uh, be propelled to more than 100 kilometres above the Earth in a very short, uh, about 10 10-minute flight, but will give uh, him a few minutes of weightlessness as well. He is taking the winner of a raffle along with him and also taking his brother, firefighter Mark. I invited my brother to come on this first flight because we're closest friends. I really want you to come with me. Would you? Are you serious? I am. I think it would be meaningful. 
have my brother there. Uh, this is, of course, a very celebrated thing for Bezos to do, but so far, a couple of the other billionaires have been doing well in space. Of course, Elon Musk with his SpaceX has contracts with the Pentagon, uh, Defence and also um, with NASA. And there's Richard Branson, who's been launching missions as well. So the tussle very much heating up here, Jody. Quite exciting. OK, thanks, Tim. In sport, two-time Brownlow medalist Adam Goods has reportedly turned down an offer to be inducted into the AFL Hall of Fame. Goods has pub publicly distanced himself from the game after retiring following racial abuse and being booed by fans. Carlton is set to launch an external review of the club that will likely decide the fate of coach David Teague. The Blues are 14th on the ladder, 12 points outside the top eight. There was almost no welcome at Townsville Airport for Queensland and New South Wales ahead of tomorrow's State of Origin opener. The Maroons arrived at Townsville Airport yesterday to little local fanfare while the Blues had no supporters waiting for them. Both sides have agreed not to milk head-high hits after the NRL's crackdown. After 276 games and 176 tries, Rooster Brett Morris has retired from the NRL effective immediately. Novak Djokovic survived a huge fright to reach the quarterfinals at the French Open. In his Grand Slam debut, 19-year-old Italian sensation Lorenzo Musetti took the first two sets against the world number one before picking up an abdominal injury. Djokovic won the next two sets and after dropping 13 straight games, Musetti retired four love down in the fifth. 13-time champion Rafael Nadal had no such problems, beating Yannick Sinner in straight sets to reach the quarterfinals. 2020 Australian Open champ Sophia Kennan suffered a shock loss to Maria Sakurai. Sally Fitzgibbons is firming as a gold medal favourite for surfing's Olympic debut. Fitzgibbons beats, beat a field of 256 to win her third ISA World Games title in El Salvador, the event that completed Tokyo qualification. It's just an unreal platform to really uh, test your, your mental strength. Richie Port became the second Aussie after Phil Anderson in 1985 to win cycling's Criterium du Dauphine. And our Olympic diving hopefuls are in Sydney for this week's nomination trials, which will stream live on 7 Plus on Thursday and Friday. Taking a look at the weather around the country now, a front and low will generate blustery colder winds, showers, storms and small hail in South Australia, Tasmania, Victoria and New South Wales and bring snow to the Alps. Around the capitals today, partly cloudy in Brisbane, heading for a top of 23 degrees. A late shower or two, 20 the top in Sydney. Showers developing in Canberra, 14. Early rain and then a shower or two in Melbourne, a top of 13. Rain in Hobart today, showers in Adelaide a top of 13, partly cloudy in Perth and sunny and 31 degrees in Darwin. And that's 7 Early News for this Tuesday the 8th of June 2021.